Welcome to the Broadcast Nerd Hour. Where everything is 99% nerd and 1% everything else. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is our full spoiler review of Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Spoiler warning now. Yes, it's going to be in the title, and you have about five more seconds to comply with this. Anything after that is your own fault. Yes, we are doing a full spoiler review of Multiverse of Madness, and we, like, cannot wait to talk about it. Okay, so, I think we we touched on it a little bit. After seeing it again, what's your thoughts coming into this? Well, just a little, they probably don't know this, unless you watch our TikTok, but... We have a local drive-in theater, and it's only seven bucks a person, so we decided to go see Multiverse and Madness again. Yes. Um, not as, it's not as good as seeing it in the, um, in the theaters, but it's, it's very nice. We took the dogs, they sat in the back, uh, and never stopped walking around <laughs> in the back of the car. Until, like, the very end. Yeah. They finally got tired and went to sleep in, like, the last five minutes of the movie. Yep. Okay. So, starting out, I think we, we're we going to go over our notes that we took in, in kind of order. So, we're going to kind of go through from beginning to end of the movie. Yes. So, some of my first notes was one of them was writing down the name of the good book, I guess. Vashanti. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a note even before that. What's that? The new Marvel logo. Yeah, where... They uh they showed scenes with Doctor Strange and then they had Billy and Tommy and the they had the this, family and yeah, Wandavision. Th- mm-hmm. Just a little Easter egg. This is the first time that a Disney Plus series has been featured in the Marvel logo. Yeah, um, and another th- in the photo of the family with Vision, Wanda, and the kids and everything. The movie theater in the background from the Westview. Is actually got one of um, uh, Sam Raimi's films mm-hmm. featured on it. Oz the Great and Powerful. Yes. Which I did not think was that good. <laughs> I don't know if I ever saw it, to be honest. It's okay. It's not horrible, but it's not something I've ever watched since the first time I've seen it. Okay, so I do have one thought that I wanted to throw out there because this has been something that's pondered me from Endgame. And this movie kind of really brings it out, especially within the opening scenes with Defender Strange. Um and if you don't know, the reason why he's being called Defender Strange is because he's wearing a very similar outfit to the Defender series comics. So that's why he's being called Defender Strange. That's why a lot of them were, were being called uh, superior, uh, like superior versions of themselves, because they can't. They were dressed very similar to the the Superior series. Um, and if I'm getting some of that wrong, don't kill me. <laughs> I I do read a couple, but I'm. Most of my Marvel knowledge comes from comes from the movies. Yes. Um. So, but my question is, he says this this is the only way when he. Oh, when I wrote tra- that down too. Yeah, How he said to, that. So, to... so going back to Endgame, you know he he strange our strange is constantly defending himself, saying this was the only way. That this is the only way, and he always he held up the one. Now in in game he says there was no other way. Yes, but still along the same line, still the same thing. And this line is altered 
constantly throughout this movie. It is stated almost four other times. Uh, the fourth time is kind of iffy if you want to include it because it's taken in a different perspective, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but as we see every time it's used, with the exception of the end game one, there is always another way. Because he also mm-hmm. says this in his first film. And you uh, kind of find this out later on in the movie that there were other ways. I guess the question is, in reference to Endgame, was it the only way for our universe? Was this the... I, what, I think what I was getting at with it, was there a point of selfishness to it? Because we see... In this movie, that all the strangers are really selfish. Well, but, I was well, gonna. Then hang on, we see that all the strangers are really selfish in this movie. So does that mean was that just the only way that everything succeeded while Strange lived? Did he did he essentially sacrifice Iron Man when there was another way that he would have sacrificed himself? Interesting. Because we, we, we see when they start jumping dimensions that essentially all these strangers are, are evil jerks. Yeah, they, they are the reason that there's wrong right now. I think that that's a fair assumption. One, one thing I was going to say is it seems as though Doctor Strange has a problem accepting that he's done something wrong. Yeah. He likes to act as if it was what he absolutely had to do. There mm-hmm. was no other way. And he's extremely arrogant at, at that too. Yes. Know? There's a lot of arrogance in this movie, just in general. I yes. actually wrote that down. Yeah. Um, the other, the, going on the next point that really caught me was dreams are other realities did you have that wrote down too i had i had other points before we get to that oh well go i'm sorry i'm sorry so i have a few points at the beginning with when um is it america or american america america chavez Chavez and him are running which is a very convenient name being that she's not actually from a world that has an america (laughs) Um, so I wrote down that when Defender Strange is, like, sending off his spells and stuff, his, like, shields and whatnot are white. Mm -hmm. And her, like, stars, when she's, like, breaking into other, like, universes, like, opening up the portals, they're white as well. Is there a reason for that? Because Doctor Strange's is kind of, like, that orangey-yellow color, and Wong's is, like, a different color. Does it have... Is it kind of like a lightsaber where... Everyone just kind kind of gets a color that they choose that goes along with their mood, well, well, or so, does oh, it have a deeper meaning? Oh, don't get me started on that because it's actually that's not true with lightsabers. So each I know this just track, but color of lightsabers depends on which if you're whether you fight with the force, whether you are just very strong and strong willed. Or there's a well, you just made my stuff. point even more. So that's, but yeah, that that's what I'm saying. You had the some of your info wrong in that, but it, <laughs> I don't but know it exactly how the. It, well, so if that's the thing, I took it as maybe hit the type of magic he uses is a little bit more pure, because if you look at. The chaos magic that Wanda uses, it's red. And Loki's is, is green. Yeah. And... Loki's is 
Loki's is more of a, you know, his is mischief, stuff like that. I don't know what what type of magic his falls under, but we know Doctor Strange's is mystic arts, so. But I don't know if that would even make sense, because when he's going to take America's power, it's still white. Would you consider that pure magic? Uh, well, it's, it's pure intentions. Is he, it really? He we purely were, believes this is the only way. But we were just talking about him being selfish. Does but, that still make the being, magic like pure intention? But but he's also arrogant. So along with that, to him, because of his arrogance, he thinks that is the only way. He truly believes that's the, the only way. But we see it's clearly not. But to him, so he's acting out of purity because because of his arrogance, he truly believes it's pure. And we may be completely wrong on this, but I'm just, I'm throwing out there. So that's, that's, you know, a thought. Another point I had wrote down, and I actually had it wrote down a little further, but it goes along with this, was Defender Strange's suit looks like Spider-Man. Did you, like Spider-Man's suit? No, I didn't catch that. Like, at, when he's at the beginning, just the colors and stuff, it, it just kind of, and, like, the style kind of reminded me of Spider-Man's, isn't, one of his suits. Well, isn't his, isn't his suit supposed to be very comic accurate, Defender Strange? Mm-hmm. So, that that would make sense, because, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of colors that get reused in the comics. Just well, you know, I'm pop. not all about... A lot of red, blues. And... I'm not all about the comic books, but I just thought it was interesting because it looked a lot. It looks really similar. I think that uh, I think a lot of that because it looks similar. Because if you think if you think to most superheroes that have a comic line, think about how many of them, as far as hero wise, wear red, blue, yellow, or a combination of that. You know, Superman. You just got all Superman, Spider Man, Doctor Strange. Uh, you just. Uh, you have a lot of it, you know. So I think that that's where that part plays in with them trying to be a little bit comic book accurate. Makes sense. So, so you want me to go? Yeah, now I- we can go on. Now that we have established that. So, we can also kind of talk about the events of the movie so we don't jump ahead. So, yeah. Strange wakes up. Yeah, he wakes up from his dream. Um, we later find out in that dreams are other realities. Yes. So, one thing that I keep seeing float around, and I thought about it as soon as I saw it in the movie, was in Ultron, when Wanda is um, getting inside everybody's mind, is she actually projecting other realities? Did did those nightmares that, that Iron Man had for years with the pile of the dead Avengers, was that other realities? And with... It's kind of like the what if episode well yeah and kind of with that though because it's with that being said that means no dream was the same so he kept having that nightmare so that means it was multiple universes that uh, that was happening the defamation of the avengers i think that that's possible just seeing in this movie how different just two universes handled thanos Definitely think that's a possibility. I can't wait to get into that, but we've got so much. Yeah, we we've got it. Like, so he wakes up at, from what he thinks is a dream, mm-hmm. um, and we find out after a little ways down that while it was a dream to him, it was also really happening in a different universe. Yeah, and he goes to Christine's wedding. Yeah, uh, which 
do you remember the guy's name at the wedding? No, so, but we know who he is we now. Know, I meant to do some more research on. So is he the doctor in From, the first strange that's like that they have a rivalry, or is he the yes. doctor that's playing music for them? Or no, I think they have a rivalry. Okay, which makes sense on their interaction here, and also I'm kind of confused, like. Why did they choose to like put this in the movie? It just didn't seem really fitting. I think they were I think the reason they did it was I've noticed since we've had Endgame, everything that comes out tries to touch on the the blip and explain like how it affected different people. Okay. So I think okay. that was the re- I think that was that connection and I think frankly that there's so much going on in this movie, they couldn't really spend a lot of time on it, so they just had to go, okay, here it is. Let's get it over with. But I do think it was good. I also think it was something to kick his character. Because it's kind of setting it up that this movie, even though it's a Doctor Strange movie, it's not going to be all about him. It's going to be, we're going to knock him down a notch along with a, with some other characters. Well, and I wrote this quote down, and I'm not positive who said it because I didn't write it down. But I think it's this other Doctor but says Strange always has to be the one holding the knife. That's that's like um, the girl says that. Oh, just, Christine. Yeah, says Christine. It? I just bunked out on her name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she so says that's that. Like I have major, that wrote down in a quote. That's major foreshadowing on this movie. Yeah, I word. Yeah, it was never going to work out between us. You always have to be the one holding the knife. Yeah. Which I think in that moment he he considered as. I think in that moment he considered as from the doctor's side, like he had to be the one to control because that's in this universe they were doctors to, or doctors and nurses together. They work together. Uh, but we see in other realities that she's almost taken the place of an iron or like Tony Stark. She, yeah. you know, she is hyper intelligent in this other universe and she may be in ours, but she just chose different paths. So that I think that was very neat that she's just a big inventor in this next one. Um, so then, some kind of ruckus is happening. Did you like that word I just used? Yeah, ruckus. ruckus. <laughs> so a ruckus is happening outside. I have to jump in with it because this, this, like, so we see the ruckus and this happens right after the ruckus, as you put it. (laughs) (laughs) Word of the day, ruckus. So the guy with the briefcase. Okay, hang on. I was getting there. I was getting there. But that's my point. Okay. (laughs) So a ruckus is happening outside and Dr. Strange goes to... Fight Mike Wazowski. (laughs) <laughs> goes to fight at first what is something that is invisible. Yeah, and, and he then he it. he decloaks it. So then you can go on to your point now that I also have written down. <laughs> so this guy with the briefcase, he, in this scene, I do not think it was a coincidence. I think it I was think, on purpose. Yeah, everybody is saying it is because they just missed it. But they missed it not only in a trailer, but the movie too. And this trailer that is in question came out two or three weeks before the movie came out. So, And this is something that would have been super easy to fix in post. Yeah. You know, this would have been something they could have just squeegeed out, been fine. But this guy running with the briefcase in the scene when Doctor Strange is approaching uh, 
what's his name? Uh, I'm going to keep calling him Michael Zowski because that makes me laugh. Oh, I don't know what that little um, monster, squid monster was called. Uh, Gargantos or something like that. Something. I can't remember. But I won't call him Michael Zowski because that makes me laugh. But when he's when he's approaching Lazowski, uh, we see this guy. He breaks running past Strange. Then it cuts back to Strange uh, starting to do his spell. We see him run by again. And then it does a... A big frame of Strange doing this while we see a car getting thrown, and then you see him run by again, and then you see a back view of Strange and him run by again. It's five times we see this guy. So you made the point that. Can I say it? Yes. So I made the point last night when we were watching it that it's almost like our universe is glitching. And I think it very well could be. I, with everything that's going on between the TVA, the. Just everything. we don't have mutants because there's we, a there's something else that happens later in this movie that I think can tie into the to the universe glitching. And I had previously said it's like our universe is band-aided together, and mm-hmm. that's why we don't have mutants. That's why we don't have the X Men or the Fantastic Four. Like something is wrong with our universe, and I think this is just a symptom of it. It's we're it's a simulation inside of a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> So, so now that we have established that the monster's new name is Michael Zowski, which I love how <laughs> dynamic they made him all of the monster's expressions with his, with his eye that violently gets ripped out of his face here in the next couple of scenes. One thing I noticed when Doctor Strange is fighting the squid monster, you're going to call him Michael Zowski, yeah. I'm going to call him the squid monster, was... They called it his retractable hands, but I wrote down Strange uses Tony Stark hands. That's what it reminded me of in his Iron Man suit and how they used to oh. shoot out and stuff. <laughs> Did he steal the technology idea from Tony Stark? And just made a, a mystical version of it? Yes. Where he just conjures up... Because he uh, conjures yes. up a, a monster version of Pac-Man, too. So, I... I like all the pop culture references, but they're like 80s pop culture references because, they, cause, you know, Thor, Love, and Thunder coming oh, up. Yeah. So, like, all of their references, too. So, uh, so after, or do you have anything else on the actual fight before we. I no, I don't. That's it. That's it. But you didn't have so, anything to say about my Tony Stark hands. I thought you might. I, I liked it. I That wasn't what came to my mind first. Um, I was still thinking of the Monsters Inc. theme. Where I was thinking of the the Himalayans monster, uh, yes, because it looked like his his hands at first, and I, and I was just thinking of snow cones at that point. It just reminded me of when he had to trap Hulk in Age of Ultron, and he had <laughs> with the Hulk Buster armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, so. Going in, speaking of Hulk, I'm I'm glad we brought that up. So in the next scene, after the fight, they're in the diner after they've gotten America Chavez, and um, they're questioning each other, which is a very funny conversation because he tells her that she's going to get a stomach ache and all this, and she was like, "How do you know my stomach's set up the same as y'all's?" And they keep talking, and then they get hung up on the Spider Man stuff. And about, she was eating pizza, which is a big deal because apparently that's all she likes to eat is pizza. I didn't know that, but I guess I could call it into that. Um, so 
there's a lady that walks up and is asking Strange for a picture, and he's like, just abruptly, it tells her no, like just. But he was in the middle of answering a question of everyone. He was like, yeah. yes, no, shot. <laughs> like yeah. I don't remember what he says. So this is was it two or three years after the after Hulk is like you know smart Hulk and he's like all about getting pictures now and we don't know the exact timeline so, on this. It makes me like so I can see and we've already this is now the second time that we see that. In our universe, the Avengers are treated as celebrities, and so and they, so like we have the the husband that Christine is marrying, uh, that he wants he wants to talk to Strange mm-hmm. and so so we did they're being treated as celebrities almost, and it's funny because the one that nobody really liked in the beginning is the only one that's like now embracing it because people do like him, which yeah. is Hulk. And all the other ones are like almost like they're miserable, which is a key topic in strange in coming up because he, we find out he is miserable, but I just thought that was funny that, you know, it's two, like two or three years after the fact and he is declining pictures when Hulk was all for him. So, so then Strange goes to see Wanda in this beautiful apple orchard. I have something to that said right before that scene. Um, Strange and Wong are talking and about the runes that they see uh, in Strange's dream. So they they make the distinction that witchcraft and sorcery are two different things. So did you think of anything about that? I just thought that was that was weird because generally you wouldn't think they were different. I, mean, I didn't it, think anything about it, but now thinking about it, it does kind of make sense cuz Agatha's magic while she did give Wanda the dark hold and introduce her to it, I can see like the like pretty distinct differences in like the kind of magic they do. Well, and what but what made me think about it because Wanda was never considered a sorcerer. But but generally, you think of sorcerers being males and witches being females, which I guess it could be either way. It doesn't matter. But I, it gave me the impression that they are considering witchcraft more of like a dirty version. Yeah. You know, like it's not it's not pure. It's but it's only bad. But the Darkhold, you know, points out that the Scarlet Witch will be more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. So if it's if it's a dirty form of magic, then why is witchcraft? Why would a, the Scarlet Witch be able to be more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme that actually has oh, a, I see what unlimited you're connection? I was I was thinking wrong. I was thinking Wanda was considered a sorcerer, not no. an actual witch. She was always considered a witch. Hmm, that's interesting. I'm not sure then. I need to think on that some more. But that I, that's that was the first thing that hit me was so. Is it just considered like a a dirty version of it? You know what's the deal with that? So, so something to keep keep on the mind there for future stuff. Um, uh, so coming into the opening scene of that, um, I'll let you, if you got something on the opening scene, I'll let you go on that. I do if you don't. So. I have something about when Wanda and Stranger talking in the orchard. So right before that, I wrote down. Uh, from Strange had questions about when he he smelled the blooms and he said they almost smell real, and she 
lies to him. So I put there, I said, Strange didn't believe that the blooms were real from the beginning. So why did he why did he feel the need to tell Wanda about where America was? Well, because while I think I don't think that he realized it was her, even though he may have realized that it was an illusion that they were seeing at the end of the day, she did make Westview right, and he understood that, and he says so in that conversation. Okay. So he probably didn't think much about being in a, her having an illusion. So he now. So maybe along with that, he was reaching out a hand of faith yes. for okay. Because I'll take that. it's been confirmed that in WandaVision, those commercials was him reaching out to her. Okay, so. Um, I'll let you say some. I have something that comes from the conversation also. So. so they're talking and he says we could really use an Avenger. And she's like, there's other Avengers out there. And when he's going through naming off the other Avengers, he doesn't mention Hulk. And so I kind of theorized maybe the events of this movie is happening after the events of the She-Hulk series that we haven't gotten yet. Because why else would Hulk not be mentioned as an Avenger here? Well, and I think I I said something to you last night. The only thing I can think of is, you know, she is not considered Avenger at the moment because she's kind of left, you know, along with, I think they're using the same terminology for Hulk. He's He stepped away after Infinity War and really only came back because, for the events of Endgame. But other than that, he doesn't want to be a part of it, along with a lot of the people that are still actually alive. So maybe maybe that's where it's coming from because at the moment we don't really have anybody that you know he makes the comment about all of the insect uh insect people <laughs> so. and, and and the uh what did he say bow and arrow guy with a mohawk yeah which and and that's why I'm saying like they didn't rule Wanda as a bad person yet because what Hawkeye became during the blip is a hundred times worse than what Wanda became before this. I'm not going to say after this, but before the events of this movie um, was no no worse than what Hawkeye did. Hawkeye essentially was doing like Moon Knight work all on his own. So, but I have a point wrote down. So Wanda refers um, Wanda re- refers to Strange as happiness in this. Like it. What if you? What if you were in a universe, or what if you were somewhere where you could be with Christine? Um, it makes me wonder. Like, has she seen the universe that what the what if episode took place in? What if she's seen that the pain that Strange went through? Because Strange doesn't talk about that. He even in his first movie, you know, come this movie sets up really fast that he still has a deep love for Christine. Because the first movie doesn't really like it. To you, the watcher seems like they're just really close friends mm-hmm. at the end of it, and that's fine. He's fine with it, and it's not really ever brought back up until this movie. So, how else would Wanda know about it? And we don't ever really see Wanda and Strange communicate. So, does she has she been also like checking up on him? through other universes knowing that he would be the biggest problem for her to stop her or even to assist her. Maybe at one point she looked to see if he would assist her in another universe. 
Maybe. I think to gain that... the same happiness, you know, we look at the sinister strange later on that's even with all the evil he's done is still bent on trying to get Christine. So what... I don't think there's any universe where they end up together though. No, but that could have been a play for Wanda that she was trying to set up. Maybe she was trying to set up well maybe if I I I want my children Maybe I can have Strange help me if I can promise him Christine. Mm -hmm. A universe where he's with Christine. Which ultimately I think would have to be a universe that he's somehow, you know, the absolute didn't happen. Where he didn't wreck and either she died or he broke his hands. There, There had to be something that he didn't, that he didn't go to Comertage for. So, I think that's the only possibility that he would be with her. But not that he would be happy because he was so arrogant before. There's just there's a lot there. I, I could do a whole video on just that topic because I think that's a bunch. I've got a couple more points written down just about this. One, I'm going to say for the very end. Yeah. But I've got another one asking, how did Wanda know about America? When did she come across her? Because we know that she sent both of the creatures at the beginning after her. So, I, I, my theory is on that is the dark hole possibly list. Well, she, you know, she could pull up all of the universes mm-hmm. and everything. I think somewhere in the dark hole that somebody's either documented or in when she's able to open that up, she's able to see the realm that America Chavez comes from because obviously it's perfect. It, there's something about it. It's called a utopia. Yeah. So obviously, there's something about it that's that it can't be replicated. Be and all these people, I don't know if all of them, but we at least know that America has this power that can travel dimensions. I would assume that most people that can. So I took it as she's the only one with this power. It could be. She could very well be the only one with this power. Because she says she's the only one in the multiverse. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, like her. Which, to me, made it seem like she's the only one with that power. Which is why Wanda is hunting her specifically. Because if there was more than one person with this power, then Wanda would be doing everything she could to get just one of their powers. So she would have multiple. I like that. There, I have some other things that I could add to it, but I think that Wanda, in the process of it, could see that that there's something that's not supposed to be in this universe, in one of these universes, and it was her. And because of that, like maybe it was throwing a red flag for Wanda, saying, "Hey, there's something wrong here." So, yeah, there's a bunch with it. So, uh, going to Comertage. At the Battle of Comertage, do you have anything for it? <laughs> yes. They took the time to beat on the drums yeah. when they said, what did they say? <laughs> Fortify the... Fortress. And they were like, we gotta go make music. <laughs> <laughs> Let me beat these drums. <laughs> so, I had that wrote down also. Uh, I So, my other glitch, uh, or my other thing to add to the glitch was the smoke. So, you see Wanda coming up. This big barrel of smoke is behind her and consuming her. It comes up. Her and Strange are talking. And then all of a sudden, there's no smoke. Like, within a scene, all the smoke's gone. Yeah. And, like, there's some, like, 
heavy clouds behind her, but there's nothing like it was when she first arrived. And it's all within one scene. So that's like another thing that's making me think that it's glitching. So, and also with that, uh, Wanda's drunk with power at this point in time. And like she, she is the most powerful being in the universe at this point in time, in multiple universes, as we see later. But she doesn't use some of the magic. She, in my opinion, like some of the magic she uses in this fight is like, why? Like, was she just so angry to the point that I know like strange states later that she was taking it easy. And like, that was her being justified. Reasonable. Or reasonable. I'm sorry. So was that, but I don't know. There was like, to me, there was some magic that we've seen her use in past movies that would have been so much more helpful for her in this fight that would have like just instantly got her in, but we don't see her use it. Like it, I don't know. I'm just questioning it. Like, was she just that angry that she's like forgetting the, the basic things that she learned? I mean, I think that's possible because we find out in WandaVision, she didn't realize what she had done at first. Yeah. She didn't Um, realize she had created the hex and that it wasn't real. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, that's, or, I wonder if she's just, I wonder if that's a case where you just, she's studied so much at this point that she's, she is truly just losing, losing her basics, you know, I don't know, that's, mm. One thing I noticed is Wanda consistently calls Dr. Strange Stephen. She never refers to him as Dr. Strange, it's always Stephen. I don't know if it's because of a friendship that they had, because it never really came up that they were friends. Like it. Well, and I think it, I think it's a respect thing because if you notice, Stephen never refers to her as Maximoff, either. He always refers to her as Wanda. Gotcha. And I think it's a respect thing because, um, because in previous cases with the Avengers, you know. Captain America, I hear Tony a couple times refer to her as Maximoff. Um, but really, the only times you hear her refer to as Wanda is by Vision and by Strange. So I wonder if it's... I think it's a respect thing that, that Strange has always respected her to the point of calling her by her first name, treating her as a human. Mm-hmm. And where the rest of the Avengers just saw her as a teammate. So they called her by her last name. Okay. Um, so I, my next thing I have wrote down can kind of be thrown out now because I've I've been reading on something um, that makes a good point. So I had wrote down uh, the boys are in every universe, but is Vision not in every universe? So the eight thirty eight or eight eighty three the the universe that the Illuminati's in later in the show. Um, they, somebody pointed out that in that universe, and I and I can see it now. But somebody's pointed out that in that universe they were still on Titan when the when the and the Illuminati took care of it. So technically, in that universe, the Avengers aren't really there. Um, which me and you had talked about it, and if the Ultron bots were successful, that means Vision may have never 
may have never needed to be created. Yeah, so that that, means, that was kind of my thought. If yeah. if the Ultron program never went haywire, then he never created. Jarvis vision. is still an AI. Yeah, he's no, he's never been developed into anything more. So I've also heard a couple other things on this that there was a vision, um, and that in that universe, that's why Ultron was successful because instead of creating a whole new AI, it was Jar it was Jarvis was used from the beginning. So he never was secluded in this little pocket in the network. Um so so there did become a vision and he became a being or a sentient being. So with that being said, because they the battle never went past Titan, the Mind Stone was never needed. So because Titan happened before Thanos got to the Earth. So that means that Vision could be alive in that universe. Vision could be with them. He may just be he may still be an Avenger on that. Or I've also seen some people talk about where there's an open seat on the Illuminati and speculated for multiple things that could have been for Superior Iron Man, which I hate the fact of that. Um some people were saying that that could have been strangest seat from that universe that they haven't replaced yet. I like the theory that if Vision is alive in that universe, that he could be on the Illuminati because he, let's face it, he's the most intelligent out of everybody because he is an AI. He's a sentient being, so he's not, you know, he can be in support of all of the, essentially the Ultron bots and the other creatures Mm -hmm. and animals and, you know, all the other sentient beings. He can represent them and he's the most pure heart so why how would he not be able to be on the illuminati he can't be corrupted so i like that i just you know food for thought on that one just throwing it out there i don't know what you're thinking on it but i hadn't really thought much about it i guess i thought that if the ultron program was successful then vision didn't exist well and i i think that's why some people are saying that the only way for the ultron program to be successful as if it was if Jarvis was used from the beginning instead of a new software being made that makes sense um <laughs> so let's talk about the illuminati yeah so so yeah, america and doctor strange they like bounce through like 10 or 12 different universes and they land in this 838 and they are brought before the illuminati okay and that was pretty great. Oh my gosh, yeah. So let's talk about who was on the Illuminati. Okay, so we get Reed Richards. Which the people in our theater, the first night we saw it, we got some hoops and hollers from oh, that. I hooped and hollered. Yep. Because he he's essentially a fan selected yep. Reed Richards at that. So then you have Maria Rambo sitting next to him. Monica Rambo's mom. Yeah, she's Captain which we've Marvel. Never been able to remember her name until now. So, and I re- I thought that she would show up in this movie. I would just like yeah. to put that out there. She's <laughs> Captain Marvel in this universe. Yeah, there's versions of her that's Captain Marvel in in the comics. So then next to her we have Professor X, Charles Xavier. Yep. Um, from the animated series, not yes. from the X Men. Well, as far as we know at the moment, he's the animated series. We know he's one. at least not from the X Men timeline. Hate to break well, some hearts out well, there. 
that's a little too vague. He is he's the he is the leader. But, of the you know X-Men. what I'm talking about? Like <laughs> he's the not, live action 2000s. He's not yes, from that. Yes. So, um then we have next to him we have Captain Carter. Um which we knew because of the trailers. Yeah. Uh and then we have Black Bolt and then Modor. Uh, Let's no, talk I'm about Black Bolt though. He is from is it an ABC series? That only ran for yeah. a couple series, for a couple seasons. Um, it was called Inhuman. Yeah. Something like that. I've actually had never even heard of it. Yeah, I haven't seen much on it. Um, he, I, he was somebody I had to do, I had to do a little research on to find out more about him. Um, I thought it was great they brought him in once I heard, figured out who he was, though. I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, just for him to die? <laughs> they so, all died, but we're getting there. So... Before we get into how vicious and gruesome their deaths is, uh, I'd like to point out, other than Captain Carter, every one of them, Wanda made sure to either explode or crush their head. I didn't notice that. Well, Captain Carter, she was cut in half. Um, Charles Xavier, she snapped his neck from, from the inside. So I'd like to think that... Like essentially, that's her severing his uh his spinal cord from his brain. Uh, you have her unwind Reed Richards, and before his head's gone, she pops it. I thought uh, Reed Richards was the most devastating one because what? she made the point to be like, "Is your kid? Is your wife still alive?" And he was like, "Yes." Or your kid's mother, he was like, yes. And she was like, good, there'll be someone to take care of them once you're gone. To me, Bite Bolts was the most vicious because if you think about it, she took away his mouth. So this guy lives in silence 90% of his life anyways. So he never speaks because everything comes out in a sonic boom, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but she takes his mouth away and from the panic of it, he speaks and kill and blows his brain up essentially. He, like I don't know of a PG way to put that. No. He sonic booms the back of his skull. Yes. Uh, and like if you slow motion it, it like you can see the ripple effect in his what used to be his mouth. Uh that's that's so bad. So then you have the Reed Richards, um, <laughs> the Reed Richards, uh, untangled yarn scene um and she like purposely before it unravels his head she pops Mm -hmm. it like it's a balloon so then you have when after that you have captain carter and maria rambeau jump into action and start fighting wanda put up a pretty decent fight until wanda essentially uh, frisbee golfs Captain Carter in half. <laughs> yes. Which they they don't show on scene. Um, you when it, it so it shows the shield, uh, stuck in the wall at one point, and then and you can see her standing, and then it does like a mirror scene again later after she's been cut in half, where the shield's bloody, and you just see her hazy body in the background in two pieces. So very light on that part, considering the rest of what they did. Uh, then Maria Rambo, she, you know, they, she, they give a good standoff and Wanda, Wanda catches her off guard by pulling a statue down on top of her and crushing her. So 
that's you know that's now four of the six that's had their head either exploded or crushed um before charles got his neck snapped though he was where the count where the illuminati goes when they're having meetings and whatnot and he seemed to kind of be the only one that believed in dr strange and what he could possibly do to stop the scarlet witch i you want to know my theory i think charles knew this was all gonna happen yeah i, I think he knew that they were all gonna get we're all gonna die in that in that moment i think and he put up a, a I think what he did there at the when he went into Wanda's mind because he it's like he's stalling. He comes up to the real Wanda that's supposed to be in that body and she's in the Scobian cave with the rubble and everything and he like stalls. And he's like he explains to her what he's about to do like he's trying to get permission okay. and then does it. I think he knew every like they they had no chance but all he could do was buy Christine and America Chavez enough time to escape out of that while she was focused on Charles. So I think that I think that's where that came from. I because it just seemed really like delayed. Like there was so much he could have done in that scene, but he didn't, and he just was like really hesitant on stuff. I think that was his whole purpose was trying to buy time because I knew I think he knew he couldn't survive. Okay, that makes sense. And then he gets his neck snapped. And then he gets his (laughs) neck snapped. So then the rest of the movie is really this battle between Wanda, what is it called, dreams, dream walking, where she has temporarily taken over um, her body in a different universe. Strange does that. I have to, I do need to make a point before we get that far in. I, did you notice that while Wanda is causing all of this chaos at the at the Illuminati headquarters, she's barefooted the whole entire time? No. She is not wearing any shoes. She literally left the couch and went, I need to go take care of this now. No shoes, no nothing. She, I need to go take care of this now. <laughs> and she does, because I didn't catch it until the scene where they're running through the hall or the the tunnel that goes under the river and it zooms in on her limping and you realize she's not wearing any shoes so i just thought that was fun i thought that was a cool thing there like that shows how mad she is at this point and like she is she's getting what she wants one way or another no matter what the cost even to her you know fresh feet but technically (laughs) they weren't her feet I think she just would have still felt the pain because... Yeah, while well, she was in that body, but she wouldn't have to deal with it when she was done. That's true. But, oh well. So, um, you were talking about the dream walking and stuff. I do love the callback to the first Doctor Strange where, um, where Wanda, once Strange gets there and he's in the zombie body and she comes around the corner and she's yelling hypocrite. Yeah. I, I like that. I I just thought that was a good point because it brought us full circle back to, you know, you break the rules uh, and you're a hero. I break them and I'm a villain. So this huge fight scene kind of goes on. We see Sinister Strange. He dies kind of gruesomely. And we get our final fight scene 
at the end of the movie where essentially America Chavez starts to control her powers and she really gives Wanda what she wants. She gives Wanda what she wants. She breaks she opens up into another multiverse where Wanda's kids Which is I think it's the same one that the Illuminati was in. Yeah. So Wanda's kids are able to see her being evil and stuff. So Wanda's kids are afraid of what the Scarlet Witch, just for the sake of this part, is doing. And she realizes essentially that this is not the way to go about getting her children back from WandaVision. Yeah. So I... Mm. I've got some stuff on the next scenes that I would like to point out. I've got a there's a bunch of other stuff that I got to put out, but for, for, for time's sake, uh, I'm trying to skip along. Um, so, what do you have anything from this scene that you're still wanting to point out? Mm-mm. So after that, we see Wanda very abruptly. I should add now, Grant, there it's a very heartfelt scene there with uh, Wanda and and I'm with another multiverse version of herself. Um, but you see Wanda very abruptly change her mind and go back and all of a sudden decide that she is going to destroy the dark hole or what the temple that she's in that's got all the stuff for the dark hold. Um, so I have a couple things with this. So did Wanda absorb enough of America's America Chavez's power to be able to navigate the multiverse or at least jump one multiverse. Because we see Wanda tear the temple down and but and as the temple is collapsing, we see this red explosion uh at the bottom, which looks like Wanda's chaos magic. What if Wanda Wanda is what if this is how we're seeing the setup for Agatha, the Agatha series? What if Wanda's escaping to go get Agatha at this point? Because either Agatha... Because if Wanda dies, Agatha's set free either way. But what if Wanda's going to get the person that has studied the Darkhold more than anybody? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I guess what my supporting theory is on this of why I think she has just enough of America Chavez's power to at least jump one multiverse is we see the Darkhold in another universe get destroyed. And how would destroying the Darkhold on one universe destroy all of the Darkholds at that point? So, I guess that's where mine is. Like, so, how would it... She would have had to absorb some type of enough power from America to be able to do this. I think it could also go back to my theory that there can only be one Scarlet Witch and it could only ever be in this specific universe. So this mountain that they're on where the cave with all of the original Darkhold spells are, I believe it's the only place that can possibly exist. So that could explain a little bit maybe why it destroyed the dark hold in all the universes. See, I guess with me, I'm just unsatisfied if if she really died in this because I don't think it, I don't think it's a death that justifies her and what she was fighting for. You know, 
like I understand her yeah her children's gonna be taken care of in another universe so her solutions to die you know that I don't think that's I don't I don't think it's a good enough reason for her to be dead I I don't know I guess I don't think she died personally that's not what I'm saying so do you think that that red blast was her freeing herself from the Scarlet Witch I think that she was disappearing off somewhere within the universe. Hmm. I'd like to see how that that grows from now on because that's I just I look, I'm going to say I was telling you unless you see it on screen there there's no guarantee that they're <laughs> dead and yep. and we obviously they made it a point that we saw all of these people that we've been begging to be in the series, except for Black Bolt. I don't know who really was begging for him to be in this. But <laughs> but we have all these people that everybody's begged to be in the MCU. And they just they brought them in to make sure we saw them all die in gruesome ways. So, but then we don't get to see Wanda die. So that's, I guess that's I why. I don't I'm, think she's dead. Well, that's, yeah, that's, I guess that's what I'm saying is we don't. I don't think she's dead because of that, so... I think... I I had an overall thought about this movie, and I kind of mentioned this to you last night. What if our Scarlet Witch, what if she's not the bad Wanda? Because we see Wanda in all these other universes has her kids, okay? So, how does she have her kids? Either possibly from... Vision, like you were saying, if they do create Vision and Ultron is successful, but what about in the universes where Vision still had to get destroyed for them to beat Thanos? Who did those Wandas make a deal with? Is it Mephisto? Is ultimately our Wanda, our Scarlet Witch, not the bad guy in this scenario? I could see that. I... I've kind of thought in the back of my head that there could be very well be a, I guess you could say, a more comic-accurate version of the Scarlet Witch in another universe, the one that's actually said no more mutants. Um, and and it could very well could... I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff that could have happened. So I'm, I'm excited to see where this grows from here. And now that we have other universes... That opens up the possibility of we don't have to watch six one six anymore. Yeah, that's true. You know, we they we could be watching nine 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 or we could know. get Tony Stark back. Yeah, I mean, except for Superior Iron Man, <laughs> screw him. Just regular <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> so. I, I'm going to do a joint collectible of the week for us. Well, Unless you want to do your ears. Well, if you want to do your ears. I think stuff. we need to give this movie a rating. Okay, I can do that. Do you want to give it like an out of 100 rating or an out of 10? Hmm. I feel like I can be Let's more... Let's do... I, I've got a fun way to do it. So we're... Our MC universe is 616. I say we should do, give it a rating out of 600 and 16. You, well, wow, that is so fun. complicated. That, no, well, how is that even more complicated? That's just fun. I you're that just <laughs> I can't do that. No. Oh come on. Okay, we can do it out of a hundred then. Okay, give me yours, cause I feel like you're gonna be higher than I am. I'm gonna overall. I'm gonna give it an eighty-two. Okay. 
and to give reasoning behind it. I I love the movie. I do. Um, there's a lot I think that could have been utilized in this movie to really progress what's going on. I'm, but I'm gonna put that score as a variable score. I think what comes next can heavily influence the point of this movie, and I think that's what it's gonna need. Um, now, if they never like pull much from this movie to elaborate it, and they and Wanda really is just dead and stuff like that, then frankly, I think it might go down for me. But as its current standing is, I'm gonna put leave it at eighty two because I do believe that there was so much that they could include in this movie that would have made it just that much better. But ultimately, it was a really good movie, and I personally loved it. But I think my opinion of it can change with what happens next. I'm giving it a solid 80. I think it's a solid B movie. It. I think that, number one, they gave away too much in the trailers. We went forever with nothing, and then they just started throwing everything at us. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I was disappointed by the end credit scene. It is what it is. Like, I, yeah, the end credit scenes were were not. Mm, I I think they they clearly set up for a third Doctor Strange to come out, or at least for an elaboration on Dormammu's niece. But, uh, but it just I don't know. It just kind of circles the world back around. Like I don't know. It yeah. So I'm I'm gonna give it a solid eighty. Sam Raimi like delivered on. Marvel's first true horror movie. I thought the visual effects and the cinematography was phenomenal. I thought the music was my number two favorite music because Loki will always be number one, like the TV show music-wise. I thought that we saw a lot of interesting things. I do think the one thing that really maybe cuts my score down is when Wanda makes that really quick turn at the end from Mm -hmm. I have to have my kids at no cost and okay no I'm gonna just destroy the dark hole well like I told you last night I almost would have been I think I would have accepted the ending better as if the other universe Wanda would have just snapped our Wanda's neck there when she was when when she was caressing her face if she just would have just popped her neck there I think that would have been like that would have been a better Wanda reaction. She is realizing the evil that's in front of her, and the only way, and she's the only one that can solve it. Mm-hmm. And but no, it's the tables turned. Ours has a change of heart, and it's it's almost an unrealistic change of heart. So yeah, so I think that's why I'm out in eighty. I think there were a lot of good things about this movie. I think I enjoyed it more the second time around. Honestly, there's less pressure watching it the second time around. Yes, and I think part of this score is my own fault too. I think I got too worked up getting ready for it, but I think that's a common nerd mistake. It didn't help. I I agree with you on the trailers. It didn't help with them showing us. You know, it didn't help with us with them. Showing us that Charles Xavier would. They be should out. have kept that a secret. We would have lost our minds over that. They kept they kept Reed Richards a secret. Why couldn't they have kept Charles well, Xavier you know, a secret? They kept for the better part of the Spider Man stuff all secret because they never actually released it. It was just all fan speculation. Yeah. We could have kept speculating, and I think it would have meant that much more because you can. When we were in the theaters, like 
Yeah, we had cheers for Charles Xavier, but nothing like for Reed nothing. Richards or Captain Carter. Monica nothing Rambeau. like Spider Man. Yeah, you know it was, the, it was cheers, but we already knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So I I wish they would have held that because that would have been, just boom. I compare this movie to Age of Ultron. No, it's not as bad as. Civil War and Captain America movies, but no, it's not as great as Infinity War or the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's very in the middle for me. Uh, I would put it there with Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's just for different reasons. I'm going to say it's upper middle class. Okay. So, but going with that, I will say, going into our collectible of the week, and if you, like I say, if you still want to do your ears, because I know you're doing for Disney... Um, but going into our collectible for the week, we got from this movie the coolest popcorn bucket. Of we the talked week. about it in our bonus episode, but yeah. I think it's only fitting it's our collectible of the week because it is blowing up right now. They are selling for like over a hundred bucks on eBay at the moment. If anyone wants to buy ours for five hundred dollars, it's all yours. <laughs> but it is it's really cool, and ours still. It still has popcorn in it, so because <laughs> we used it what it was meant to be yeah. used for. <laughs> we had so the reason why is because we bought a bag of popcorn. They didn't tell us they had these, and we just saw people start walking around with them. So I went back up there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we only have two left." So I want one, and so I had to buy a whole another bag of popcorn. You to even told it. them you didn't want the other bag of popcorn. Yeah, and they, they were, were like, still like, "Well, it comes with it." So yeah. So then, instead of hauling two bags of popcorn around, I was like, well, let's just put it in the bucket. And But yeah, super cool bucket. I hope everybody that went and saw it on, on opening night got one, because it is really cool. Maybe not if your AMC was anything like ours and would, had run out by 6 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, that was... I don't know. That, to me, was crazy, because I know there wasn't enough... There was not that many people in the showing before us, and I couldn't imagine in the 3 o'clock one there was that many people. So, I don't know. Either they just didn't get many to start with, or they were holding for the 6.30 and the 7.30 that was supposed to be really busy. That is true. So, so with that being said, I hope everybody has a great week. Next week, we are going to start our talks about Kenobi. Oh, yay. Oh, and you have so much to watch. Oh, I do, because Star Wars is not my thing. I feel a little empty inside because I spent the last 10 days, like, ultra preparing for this movie. And I essentially rewatched so many things, and now I'm done with it all. And so... Well, now you can ultra prepare for Kenobi. Yay. You only have yeah. you only have like three movies and an entire animated TV series. To no, watch. I have to watch The Mandalorian, Boba Fett. No, why do you need to watch those? They come after. Oh well, then I don't have to watch anything because I've seen all the movies. You you no you have you haven't watched the prequels. Yes, I have. Really? I might not have paid attention, but I watched you them. You need to watch the prequels. And I've seen part of the Clone Wars. I, I I've seen s- like half of the Clone Wars. I'm going to do my best. I'm really hoping Disney does it for me to make a... Do like what they did for Ahsoka uh, on Disney Plus and make a uh, an important Kenobi series for the, uh, the Clone Wars. If someone Wars. has a list, please send it to me. I promise you I will watch every single thing you tell me is important. 
yeah, I've watched the Clone Wars. I do think a lot of Kenobi's character development comes from the Clone Wars. So I do think it's important to watch. So maybe we can find something in that. But with that being said, I hope everybody has a fantastic week. Bye. Yes, bye.